1: Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I pray that you all had a great week. I am so excited about today's episode. God moved so big yesterday, and I really want to share this story with y'all, okay, because you will know that yesterday was supposed to be our movie night, we were supposed to watch War Room, and it was supposed to be great. Let me tell y'all how God moved. So, you know, we did our series, Smoke and Mirrors, and I just
0: found it very fitting that we would have another, like, triple GT movie night where we watch War Room, we learn about praying and all of that, right? Well, God clearly had another plan, okay, because in the midst of getting prepared for the event i found that there was a licensing issue um with the movie and i was like super frustrated like i could not understand like god how is this happening like so shortly before the um event and then i heard god tell me it's time to put on the armor And I quickly remembered
1: that I had the licensing for a Bible study um, that Priscilla Shira did called the Armor of God Bible Study. And I feel like God was really leading us to have fellowship
0: um, and to have this Bible study. And not that the movie was a bad idea, um,
1: but God knew that his daughters were needing to dive deeper and to get in connection just with the power and authority that um, he had called for us to have. So while my original plan (laughs) um, did not Did not
0: come to fruition Um, God moved in such a big way And the ladies in attendance were so blessed And now we're going to be meeting um, For the next six or seven weeks Having Bible study um, On Saturday nights To uh, complete the study And so God is just so So amazing And it just truly shows how his plans and thoughts Are higher than our plans and thoughts And that you should always be sensitive To the Holy Spirit right? So had I got caught up Um, and trying to get my plan to prevail, I would have been outside of the will that God had for me. And I find it so funny, um, because I actually had found a counterfeit version of the movie (laughs) and I was, I was tempted To like, oh, like we could just use, you know, use this, but in things that I do for the Lord, I want to make sure that I'm standing upright. And so instead of using a counterfeit, and it's so fitting that we just talked about the counterfeit code last week and the devil tried it. And so instead of using a counterfeit, right, that would not have been a good representation of who our organization is or who God is. Um, We got to connect and we got to do it God's way. And his plan was just so my obedience produced so much more fruit um, than a movie night could have. So I am just blown away and in awe of what, you know, God continues to do and continues to show me. And I just want to invite all of you to get connected to be a part of our Bible study, the armor of God. Yesterday's session um, was called Sizing Up the Enemy. Um, It will be available in our Facebook group on, um, on Monday. And then next week, I will be on a sabbatical to get some rest and kind of re-energize for the next season that God has called us to. And um, with that being said, the Bible study will not be um, live via Zoom as we did last night, but will be um, posted in our Facebook group as well. But Saturday, May 30th, we will be back doing live Bible studies, and I cannot wait to see what God has in store. I met some awesome ladies yesterday, and I just was so pleased that God saw a fit that we all be able to be connected. And so I want you to get connected with us. I want to encourage everyone um, to always just submit your plans to God. Like, he just came all the way through. Like, don't be frustrated when God changes the plan because he's ordaining the change and he's always moving in the midst. And so he just showed that to me and then confirmed it um, today. So I go, um, I have my local church here, which is The Way, Tampa Bay. Um, if you have not, if you're looking for like a home church, we stream live on Facebook. It is lit. Um, Pastor Keith is just an amazing leader and an amazing man of God. And so I'm so grateful for his leadership. But I also have my internet pastor, Pastor Mike Todd. And today, um, after our in-person church service, I went to um, you know we usually come home we'll watch Transformation Church and today the same thing happened again and it was just God confirming to me like Pastor Mike they just had praise and worship for um, the entire service and it was so moving and it was so great and when um, Pastor Mike had Pastor Charles Metcalf come out and read um, he's like just say what's ever on your heart and Pastor Charles started reading the scripture in Ephesians 6 about putting on the whole armor of God. And Pastor Mike was talking about how, you know, you may have came from a word, came for a word from him, but your heart needs to be changed. And, you know, that we submit things to the Holy Spirit. And it just confirmed to me that in this season, God is really looking for us to get guarded in him, to put on his armor. And it was, it made me laugh because I was like, God, thank you just for letting me know that what I did it was confirmation to me that I did exactly what he called me to do that I wasn't you know it wasn't a matter of me not being prepared but God had a different plan in place for last night and for the women that were attached to last night's session so it was dope like living for God is so dope being able to submit my plans in my life to him and when he just shows up and shows out and confirms things it is amazing so like I said I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can get connected to the Facebook group so you can catch part one and part two and then um, in the Facebook group I will post the information for the Zoom so you guys can stay connected with us um, as we go through these next six or seven sessions um, studying the armor of God so I'm so excited it was completely unexpected um, But I'm going to do whatever I feel like God has called me to do. And I'm so grateful that he sees me fit to be able to um, just be a part of something like this. It's so amazing. So without further ado, um, we are going to take a quick break and then
1: get into this week's session. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, It is free, 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one Place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show.
0: All right, so let's hop into today's show So we spent the last few weeks Exploring the schemes of the enemy Right and so now that we don't have the smoke and mirrors as a distraction it's time for us to get on our guard like we are in a war we are soldiers for the lord and it is time for us to get on our guard put on our armor and so we're gonna spend the next two weeks getting introduced and just really studying the pieces of armor that god supplies us with like what soldiers do you know go to war without armor hmm think about it you would be out here and getting destroyed right so we are no longer going to be you know getting destroyed running around in circles um, from the enemy we are going to stand firm we gonna square up because we we time we ready to go to war okay there's a song that is playing in my head right now that just shows first of all how old i am and two how unsaved i I used to be. Um, there's a song. I think it was Archie. We ready? Okay, that's how I feel in the spirit today. Okay, so <laughs> we are going to be going back to Ephesians six, um, where Paul tells us how we are to withstand the schemes and the wilds of the devil. And so we're reading Ephesians six um, verses ten through seventeen, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. A final word: Be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil then after the battle you will still be standing firm stand your guard putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on the piece that comes that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared in addition to all of these hold up your shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of god why is it so important for you to have armor so y'all know it's definition time because y'all know i always have one so it is important um you know to have armor and i wanted to take a deeper look to fully understand why paul you know provides us with this level of instruction and so when i look at the word armor i saw two meanings that i thought were really intriguing one being that it is a defensive covering like so our armor is putting on god's covering um, for us to protect us it also refers to a quality or circumstance that provides protection So our circumstance of being followers of Christ and daughters of the Most High King has granted us access to his protection and to his covering. And all we have to do is to put it on, right? And so it's like going out, like without, if you don't put on your armor before you go out, that's like you going outside naked right? You would look foolish. You would be um, exposed. And so without putting on your whole armor of God, you're doing that in the spirit. You're going outside naked in the spirit. And so we're going to go back and kind of just talk about the six things that our armor consists of that Paul talks about. So he talked about the belt of truth. Um, the, the shield of the, um, covering of righteousness is also referred to as the breastplate of righteousness, um, shoes of peace, having a shield of faith, a helmet of salvation and a sword of the spirit. And so now we're going to talk about getting more acquainted with our armor, um, without, um, because without us having that full understanding, we're going to leave ourselves vulnerable to attacks from the enemy.
1: It's your girl Sharla Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk. Did y'all know I had a whole entire nonprofit? Yes, it's Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Hearts Over Habits is a nonprofit that I started to help encourage and empower young women ages 17 to 24 in living the life that God has called them to live. We talk about life, relationships, education, anything that you need, we have it. And I want you to be a part. So whether you wanna be a mentor, you say, hey, I'm older than that, but I love the show and I wanna get in. Please, we need people out here helping our younger sisters. And if, sis, you need help, come, come, girl. We have a whole entire Facebook group Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Get in, get plugged in. We have so much fun, so much community in that group. And then we have our Online Life Academy launching in August. It is going to be phenomenal. We are going to have experts that are gonna be teaching classes in budgeting, career, anything that you need. We wanna make sure that we have it. So go ahead, get locked in. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Hearts Over Habits Tampa on Instagram and Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like, share, get in the group add your friends, add your mama them, everybody, bring them all. Go to our website, www.heartsoverhabits.org today to either get plugged in with a mentor or to become a mentor and do our mentor application process or to volunteer. I am so excited about this community and everything that God is going to be doing. And I want you to be a part. Let's get back to the show.
0: Okay, so the parts of the armor that we're going to be discussing this week are truth, righteousness, and peace. So we are going to talk about first the belt of truth. And so when you look deeper at the word truth, it means that you are having like having sincerity in your action and in your character. Um, and that you're acting in accordance to what is fact. Right, so it's more than just not telling a lie. It is a sincerity in your action and in your character. And you know, it's like, why is it important for us to have a belt of truth as a part of our armor? Well, belts wrap around us, they provide protection, and they were often seen as a sign of distinction. Um, Belts were used back in the Roman days when Paul wrote this, were used to hold weapons of the soldiers. And our truth is also a representation of our father right so we know that Jesus is the truth the way in the life and the Bible makes it clear that Satan is the father of lies Proverbs 6 tells us that God hates lies so carrying yourself with your belt of truth is a clear distinction of who your father is and so you know thinking about this practically you want to remain intentional about being honest Um, despite what other tempting alternatives may be available for you to act outside of your character or for you to tell a lie, right? So here's kind of an example. Like if you made a mistake at work and no one was around to witnesses, to witness the, you know, to witness whatever you did, it would be very tempting um, for the devil to use this as an opportunity for you to either pretend like you don't know what happened, or to flat out lie. And not being truth, not being truthful by omission is still a lie. So if you knew who did something but you just chose to say nothing, you are still walking outside of. The truth because you know it you know that you know we are able to confront people in truth and in love and so doing that um, withholding information is is not telling the truth also there is no such thing as a little white lie a lie is a lie and so I hate that like a lie is a lie is a lie so you're either lying or you're telling the truth and so in this situation you not telling, you know, telling your boss or telling whatever level of authority. um, You're not being intentional in guarding yourself in truth and walking in your God-given character. So before your boss finds out, what you should do is you should own it, approach them, let them know that you made the mistake, and then develop a plan of action so you're able to course correct. That would be you walking in truth. Now, is it comfortable? no. Is there a level of uncertainty about the consequences of your actions or the consequences of the mistakes? Yeah, but what you can be confident in is God and that He's protecting you because you're walking in truth, right? So when you, when you, um, when you the another version of the bible says to like gird like gird yourself in truth when you are putting everything that you have everything that kind of comes through you through this um you know through truth like everything has to go through you know through truth and your biggest weapon is your truth and you being sincere so you know the the belt holds your weapons right so this is your time to be truthful And God will cover and grace you, so it's not that you have to be perfect. The consequences of the mistake will remain, but the level of sincerity and truth in your character will cover you in that situation. You know, if you make a mistake, it may be an opportunity when you go to your boss, especially if it was something that has never happened before, they could say, You know, this is an opportunity for us to look at what's going on and maybe there's a process that needs to be changed. So not only did you not get, you know, quote unquote reprimanded or in trouble, but it allowed your boss to see an opportunity for a process to be changed because you were truthful. And I think about this like in healthcare. care, um, you know, how would you feel if you if you felt like or if you knew that the people who were taking care of you were not truthful and honest, um, that they, you know, gave the wrong medication and instead of saying something so they wouldn't get in trouble, they just, you know, left you with getting that medicine when, you know, it could be an opportunity like, OK, maybe we need to um, start doing you know, doing scanning of meds, which is what we do in the nursing field. We scan your meds and we scan your armband to make sure that they match. But it's so important, you know, when somebody's life is on the line, you may think like, oh, I'm just a cashier. I'm just doing something small. But no, how would you feel if that was, you know, a nurse that was not being truthful about a mistake that they made or a doctor not being truthful about about a mistake that they made and it cost somebody their life. So you have to make sure that no matter what, worldly consequence you're afraid of that you're that you're walking in truth and you're um girding yourself in truth and you have on your belt of truth because the devil would love the opportunity for you to show that you are still you know that he's your father that you're worshiping him through not being honest because he's the father of lies and that shows in how you behave, it shows how you're related to how you act, your character it shows how who you're related to. And so you have to keep that in mind. Right? So the next one that we're going to talk about is wearing your breastplate of righteousness. And righteousness is being morally right, or justifiable. And so what i was really interesting were some other words that i saw in relation to righteousness so being excellent being virtuous like proverbs 31 talks about being a virtuous woman um being upright being honorable the breastplate in a suit of armor is so critical because it is close to and protects your vital organs mainly your heart right so why do we have to put on a, a breastplate of righteousness to cover our heart well, because the Bible tells us that our heart is deceitful and it's wicked, um, and we're going to do a whole show about this because I get tired of people talking about follow your heart, sis. Don't, don't follow your heart. Your heart is wicked. Your heart is deceitful. Do not. Um, without guarding ourselves um, or guarding ourselves, our, you know our, we are vulnerable to fall victim. Um, To the schemes of the devil and to act in accordance to our flesh and not in accordance to our father So as we continue to wear um, the breastplate of righteousness, it is Provided by Christ for us to be renewed in his image daily That's why you put it on every single day as you continue to put on your righteousness daily You will struggle less with identifying and rebuking your fleshly desires so in a practical sense, you want to make sure that you're guarding your heart. And so, for instance, I'm gonna use myself as an example. I struggle with my mouth, right? Particularly with cussing. Um, God has really moved and grown me. Um, but in my in my process, or in my quest to um, stop cussing, I stopped listening to explicit music. So this is an area that You know it's so easy for you to slip back into I enjoy listening to all kinds of music however if there's not a clean version I'm not listening to it if I can't cuss in my house Beyonce can't cuss in my house if I can't cuss in my house Drake can't cuss in my house like you have to have that level of commitment um to renewing your heart because the bible tells us out of the heart, everything else flows, right? So if I'm in a pressed situation, or if I'm in a situation that's not favorable to me, if the last thing that was in my spirit was um, you know, "Nuck if you buck or whatever other little john song that used to get me really turned when I was in high school, that's what you're gonna get. That's the kind of response you're gonna get. I'm gonna be like square up, nuck if you buck, right? But if out of my heart flows the things of God, because that's what I spend spend my time and I'm constantly in a heart of worship and I'm constantly renewing my mind and my heart then that's what's going to happen that's what that's going to be the fruit of that of those actions and so i you know i really urge you like if you're struggling with your temper then you need to take a season to where you don't watch trash tv okay because love and hip-hop gonna feed you all the drama you're gonna be out here mad annoyed quick temper and going off on people right and so you know the the goal of this is for you to be righteous, not self-righteous, because our righteousness is provided to us by God, not through your not through your own works, but because Jesus, this is a gift that he's given us, um, we are able to walk in his righteousness, because our righteousness is but filthy rags, but we are able to walk in and be draped in the righteousness of Christ because of what he did for us, and so the goal is peace. Right. So in all of your encounters, you don't want to confuse being right and being righteous. So, for instance, if somebody hit your car because they weren't paying attention and they were at fault or whatever, you won't be wrong for being upset. Right. In fact, you would be right to be upset, especially if it was something that was careless. However, being righteous means that you extend them grace that you you know you treat them with respect not that you're to you know love them and you know oh it's okay just you know I need your insurance information, etc cetera, etc cetera. like you just do the work that needs to be done. being righteous does that saying you know are you okay? I'm okay you exchange information and then that's that but if you want to act in your flesh and be right, you are here, what you hit my car for? And you you have the right to be upset, but you're not being righteous in that moment. That is your flesh, child. Send her home. Okay? Okay. So there is a difference between being right and being righteous. And then remember that you don't want to be self-righteous because our righteousness is given to us through Christ because we raggedy. Okay. So remember that um, you have to keep it in perspective that you are constantly exuding grace, that you're being morally upright um, and that you're checking what you're feeding your heart because that breastplate is that's what needs to be protected because our heart is evil and wicked. That's your first. That we have a sinful nature, so that is why we have to put on this breastplate of righteousness that Christ has given us, um, because we are putting on His righteousness, because we don't have our own righteousness to stand in.
1: Your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk, here to talk to you about my new prayer journal. Ah, I'm excited! It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because He's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that He's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life, and it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. So
0: now we're going to talk about these, you know, these fancy shoes that we get to walk in. Um, I ain't talking about no Jordans or no Louis Vuittons. I'm talking about the shoes of peace, right? And so when you look at peace, peace is the freedom that you have from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. And it's a state of security um, of order or order. A state of security or order within a community um, that is provided by a law or a custom and our community with the Father us being in community um, with the Father and being in community with Jesus gives us freedom and peace and so the Bible tells us that Jesus is the Prince of Peace and so being in community with him it gives us the authority to walk in peace with others we are to be prepared to walk in peace and to share the good news of jesus and so we must stand firm against the devil the shoes of the soldiers um, back in the roman days were often studded, kind of like cleats and it would help them maintain their balance um so they would you know they could be kept from falling and so walking in peace requires us to kind of dig our feet in kind of like you know how you do with those cleats to dig our feet into god's word and to stand firm against the attacks of the enemy um and it is at the time that we fall where we're most vulnerable to be overtaken so if you ever watch the fight and somebody's getting jumped once somebody falls right you're not able to be in a position where you're able to protect yourself and so it is so important that you stand firm not to say that you won't fall because we will all of us have fallen short of the glory of god but you want to make sure that you know you're you are You are digging into God's word, that your feet, that you're rooted and you're standing firm, so you're not falling as often. That you may stumble, but you may not fall all the way completely down to where you can be overtaken by the enemy, if that makes sense. So after we stand firm, um, those same shoes then are going to be utilized for us to take ground from the enemy through sharing the gospel um, to everybody that you come in contact with. Right. So we want to now we want to go from standing and being stagnant. Now we're able to stand firm, but we're also able to move forward and to recruit more, more people to be a part of this army that we're a part of, a part of this sisterhood that we're a part of through Christ. So. Peace does not mean that you are not going to have issues in your life. Right? So I feel like that is a a big misrepresentation of what peace is. There was a um a painting that you where you see this like storm waging all over, you know, all over the place. And then right in the middle of the painting, there's a bird and he's kind of nestled into this um little cave that he's made and he is sound asleep. That's the level of peace that I want Or on the boat um, when Jesus and the disciples were on the boat and there was a storm waging on the boat and Jesus is in the bottom of the boat sound asleep. That is the level of peace. Right. So there was still a storm, but Jesus was still, um, you know, sleeping peacefully. And so that does not mean that there will not be issues. Right now, the time that we're in is just such a great representation of how to have peace in the midst of a storm, right? So I have the opportunity to serve um, on the front lines throughout this pandemic as as a nurse practitioner. And while I have seen some things that could cause fear, it has been really important for me to be intentional about maintaining peace in this season. Why? It's because I know God's word. Like I know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I know that I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath. I know that God is working all things out for my good. And so because I know those things, I have to stand rooted in those things so I can maintain this level of peace. And so I want to encourage you that if you're struggling with your peace to cast your cares to God. What does that look like? That looks like me praying and asking God to provide healing to my father who's struggling with arthritis and there's nothing I can do with there's nothing I can do about it right? Um, But there's no need for me to worry. Me not having peace about it is just another way for the enemy to try to get um, some level of distraction. And so what I do, because I worry about my father's health, is I pray for him every morning. I ask God for his healing and then once I do that, I leave it there. I don't then spend the rest of the day trying to figure out what magical thing I can do to get him healed. I know that Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus he's healed and when God is ready for it to happen, he will get the full manifestation of that or however God wants it to happen and if it's within God's will for it to happen but in the meantime as his daughter all I can do is pray because I'm worried about it and I say God I'm worried about my dad here take this give me peace and then I leave it there Right. So that's what that looks like. Practically, you have to give him cast your cares and then don't come back and pick the cares back up because you feel like it's not working out fast enough or you don't feel like God is doing anything with it. Because what happens is you're carrying all of these things. You get weighed down, you get burdened, and then you have no peace. And then you're out here having health issues related to stress because you have no peace. And then the enemy is taking you out that way because you're worrying and you have peace. You have to stand rooted and know that God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. A sound mind being peace. Peace is a gift that God has given to me. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to pray for 10 people and then I can get peace. It's already been given to me. Now, whether or not you choose to open the gifts and use it, that is on you and so it's our responsibility to be intentional to maintain our peace especially in this situation right you want to make sure that you talk to god and do then do what you can right like god will do the rest so back to the situation with my dad i pray for his healing but what i can do practically is to give him advice um on you know what to do hey maybe you should talk to your doctor so they can get you in with a pain management specialist hey maybe you can you know get a tens machine or you know take this dosage of this medication that's stuff that i can do practically to help be a resource to him but also not carrying the burden of him being healed. Do you see what I'm saying? So you can, you can still work in conjunction with God to be a blessing to people and to work with him in a situation, faith without work is dead, but I am not feeling bogged down or responsible for my father's healing. I'm not worried about it every single second of every day because I give it to God. Before he was my dad, he was God's son and that's whose responsibility it is to take care of him right? And I can be instrumental where God leads me and allows me to be, but the the burden and the responsibility is not mine. Um, It is really important that when you do all that you can, that you just stand on God's word and remember and reflect on the victories that he's given you already. There are opportunities that Um, You know present itself for God to be just exalted in the things that he's done for you in in the past When you think about all the things that God has done for you in the past, it's really hard for you not to have a level of peace Because the same God that got you out of that situation that seemed impossible before is the same one That's that's here with you now God is the same then now and forever right so you have to be intentional you need to listen to worship music um turn off the news get off social media because your peace does not have a price there's no price to your peace if you need buy if you need um If you need to bypass social media, if you need to take a break, if you need to tell people, look, I can't talk to you because all you want to talk about is COVID, child, and I'm trying to protect my peace, then that's what you do. I only get my COVID updates from work at the weekly meetings. I am not spending hours. Um, searching statistics and obsessing over stories, anything that I need to know before then, I will get an email from my boss. I am not sitting here obsessing over statistics and stories because none of that brings me any peace. I continue to move in wisdom. I continue to follow the, the law of the land, but and I continue to pray that God heals our land, but I am not afraid. Because God has given me a level of peace. And because I've been able to walk in my peace and to be able to demonstrate that, I've had co-workers um, come to me looking for my quote-unquote secret. And I've actually had co-workers um, in this season who have now become really close friends of mine. So we're now, every day at lunch, we're having Bible study. like, And now, this is my sis now. I love sis. She knows she is. Hey, sis. But we're able to have Bible study because we were talking about this level of peace and how to maintain peace. And now, you know, through my demonstration of peace, I've been able to use those shoes of peace to walk forward and to get more territory for God, to bring more people closer to God. And then Friday, we had a third person that was like, what y'all be doing at lunchtime? Come on, sis. Come on and be a part of this. And so now we're we're expanding God's territory because we're walking in peace. And so it's so important. Your shoes of peace are so important. The same way you keep your shoes clean. Okay, boxed up. Those shoes of peace are so important because it's an ability for you to be able to stand firm and for you to expand the territory of God. They are offensive as they, you know, standing with your heels dug into God's word keeps the enemy away, but defensive because you're able to walk and take territory back from the enemy. And so it's so powerful and so it is so critical that you understand that your peace It has to be protected. So I pray that you guys have been encouraged by this dive in and this study um, about the armor of God that has been provided for you. And next week we will be discussing the rest of the armor so you can stay ready for war at all times. Again, if you're interested in being a part of our Bible study, please click the link in the show notes and join our Facebook group. Um, The Session 1 replay will be available tomorrow, and then Session 2 will drop Saturday at 7 p.m. Information for our live will also be available in the group, so you want to get connected. Um, Don't forget to complete your podcast survey for your free digital gift and share this podcast, y'all. I need y'all to share rate, subscribe, comment so we can share our girl time and our sisterhood with those who really need it, okay? We trying to we trying to expand the territory. So, I love you guys and I will talk to you next week. Stay suited and booted, sis, okay? Okay.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to Talk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week.